2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, 11, and 12. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burnt up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all com holy conversation and godliness, mm -hmm. looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt away with fervent heat. Amen. Lord, we pray today for you, not only for your grace and for your mercy, we pray for your love. We pray for your peace. We pray that we be ready. We pray that you give us a spirit that study to show ourselves approved. We pray that you give us the ability to want to read the Bible and study in 2022. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A new, a new year. A new year. And, and when we look at the scriptures that was read, God is saying through the person of Peter, what manner of persons ought we to be in all holy conversation, knowing, knowing that the world is in a state of turmoil. The world is in a state of confusion. The, 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 the word of God says a house divided against itself shall not stand. At no time in the history of America has our country been so divided. So divided. So, so Peter, Peter is, is, is writing to persecuted Christians who could die at any time. And, and many of us, because of COVID-19, because of, 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 of the virus that's going around, I, I heard a man who, who was dying and his, and his family had, had made the comment before he passed away that he said, everybody's going to die of COVID. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that was prophetic or not. I don't know. But he died of it not long after. And folks are dying of diseases, cancer, pneumonia, COPD, heart disease. Folks are dying all the time. And I always, always say, what's, what's the most important thing to know about dying? I think the most important thing to know is being ready. Amen. Being ready. Is appointed unto man at Hebrews 8, 9, 27. It's appointed unto man once to die. And after that, the judgment. So we're not going to escape. We're not going to escape the, the, the dying part of it. But I think in, as we open 2022, I, wanna, I just want to speak to a few, a few things. One is being ready. Being ready. What are you talking about, Pastor? Let me let me let me say this. We should live as believers. 
we should live in a state of preparation. We should live in a state of being prepared for whatever. We don't, we don't want to be unprepared. I think that's the sin of, of dying is not being ready. Nobody's dying unexpectedly. I read that when the, the, the famous broadcaster died this week, uh, John Madden. I grew up with him. All of us grew up with him. Most of our kids, you know, if you watch EA Sports, you watch the Madden. Madden folks love Madden football, and 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 it was good. But what they said about his passing caught me off guard because I'm just I just spiritualize everything, and and that's just me. That's just who I am, and I'm not going to change it. But it said John Madden passed away unexpectedly. I don't think you should be 86 years old and pass away unexpectedly. Now, John Madden didn't say that. The media said that. Okay? He didn't say it. Okay? I don't know how he died. I don't know if he was expecting to die. He should have been. Okay? At 86, I just, I'm turning 65. And, 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 and as many letters I get in the mail about Medicaid, Medicare, it's almost like you sick and you getting ready to die. I get letters, calls, you can't open, turn on the phone. That's 65. Okay? We should be motivated. I like this one. We should be motivated by the idea of how Christ will find us when he comes. Think about that. Let me say that again. Okay? We should be excited. We should be motivated by the idea of how Christ is going to find us when he comes. And every person who dies meets Christ. How do I know that? Absent from the body. Present with the Lord. Let me say that for the third time. I don't usually do this because this one just caught me. When I thought about it, I wrote it down and I got it highlighted and underlined. said, we should be motivated by the idea of how Christ will find us when he returns. Think about that. Think about that. Wonder if he'd have came two weeks ago, how would he have found us? Wonder if he'd have came a year ago, how would he have found us? Wonder if he'd have came last night. How would he have found us? The, the word of God said we ought to be spotless and blameless and at peace when he comes. How's that possible? How's that possible? How about, how about knowing the Lord? Somebody asked a question even this morning. You know, how, how's that possible? You know what? All our sins, all our sins, past, present, and future, those of commission and omission are what? Covered. By his righteousness, by his righteousness. But his righteousness is only found in his saints, in his people. Okay? So, so that would be, to me, motivation. I want to be right with God because I don't know when he's coming, but I know he's coming. Okay? Let me say that again. I don't know when he's coming, but I know he's coming. See, when we were, when we were young, we knew when my father was coming home. Okay? <laughs> He worked in the mill, he worked around the clock, he worked seven and three, took him 20 minutes to get home, and he was coming up that driveway at 20 after three. And we knew 
what to expect. He wanted the house clean. If it was snowing outside, he wanted the driveway shovel. And that's how he trained us. And that's how he, we was raised. If he worked 11 to 7, 720, he was coming up the driveway. Okay? If he worked 3 to 11, guess what? All the clowning stopped at 20 minutes after 11 because he was clockwork. Okay? And some of y'all may say, my pastor... He don't miss no Sunday. He don't miss no Wednesday. He, don't, he ain't never late. Listen, let me say this. I was trained like that. Okay? So when we look at our children and we look at the responsibility that, that, that God has given us when we have children, we ought to train them. We ought to train them. Okay? When we look at the chaos and the, all what's going on in, in, in the cities, and, and it's not the children. We train them. So when we, when we see, whenever you turn on, it's, all, it's only us. Folks look up like us. They love to put us in the front. Now, well, that's, they ain't training their kids. This is a training. This is a training. And we need to train our spirits, to train our souls to be ready when God comes. He coming. Okay? Listen. Second Peter 3.14. Watch this. Wherefore, Beloved, I like. I see. I like these kind of words. Beloved. When he says, when you see the word beloved in the Bible, he's talking about people of God. He says, "Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look such, look for such things, him coming. Be diligent, okay, that you may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless." That word diligent should jump right out at you. Okay, it's not easy. I think too many preachers, too many churches, too many ministries preach easy. Easy. Okay, it's not easy to be diligent at anything. Okay, to be diligent means you got to put some work in it. You want to be found found in a certain way when God comes. It takes effort. It takes work. It takes a constant cleansing and a constant confessing. Paul, Paul writing to the Thessalonians said, pray without ceasing. What's important? What's so important about praying without ceasing? Because we always getting into stuff and getting out of stuff. I always say, you either in trouble, heading for trouble, just getting out. And it's constant. It's constant. And we got to constantly be on our knees asking God that, that, that if you come today, I want to be at peace. I want to be without spot and blameless in every time we confess our sin. He is what? Faithful and just to forgive us. That's the kind of God that we serve. Peter writes to the same group of people and they were going through. These were dark, these were dark days for the people of God. And Peter is trying to lift them up and trying to exhort them to be excited about the fact that Jesus is coming back. And when he comes back, guess what? No more COVID. Okay? No more cancer. No more heart disease. No more none of that. No more, no, no more of that. Okay? Peter writing to these people, he, he says this, and this is fascinating. He says in 2 Peter 3.17, he said, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things, seeing that you know these things, beware lest ye also being led away by the error of the wicked. Fall from your steadfastness. Let me tell you something. The wicked, the wicked live like there is no God. 
The wicked lives like there's no judgment. The wicked lives like there's no accountability for how we live. The wicked, the wicked believes that you can step, step into God's presence any kind of way. He don't care. He's just a nice God. Listen, God is a jealous God. You're not going to stand in his presence any kind of way. You're not going to stand in his presence any kind of way. When folks is dying and folks, I, I, I tell people all the time, I think rest in peace is, is a fraudulent statement. No one should be saying that to anybody who don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and have lived and acknowledged that. Because if I say it to someone who I don't know how they lived and how they behaved and how they, if they glorify God, if they didn't glorify God, I say rest in peace. And I know it's so easy to say. It just rolls off our lips. It's so easy to say. But for me to say that everybody that lives and dies, rest in peace, that would be wrong. That would be wrong because everybody's not resting in peace. If I'm going to stand on the scriptures, we ought to be ready. We ought to be ready because the scripture says we ought to be ready. Hebrews 3.12 says, take heed, take heed, brethren. I'm talking about talking to the people of God again, lest there be any of you in heart of unbelief. How about that? How about that? How's your heart? See, we got to check these things out. We're going to be doing it this morning at, 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 at communion. Let a man examine himself. It's not me examining you. It's not you examining me. It's you examining you and me examining me. Let a man examine himself, lest there be an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. That's the scriptures. That's the scriptures. Folks are departing from the living God. Folks are departing from the living God. Okay. It's not a popular Folks don't want to hear it all the time. Okay. Not only should we be ready in 2022, let us not be led astray. Let us not be led astray. Listen, people say, Pastor, you beat that drum loud. I just believe there's people out there that leading people astray. And the reason I believe it is because I listen. And the reason I believe it is because the word of God teaches it. The word of God teaches it. And, and, and people are being led astray. People are being led astray today because the word of God says they are. But Peter writing to these folks again, and I stay on Peter. I wish I, I might just preach all the way through Peter. But Peter, said, <clears throat> Peter says this in his day. He says, but there were false teachers, false prophets also among the people. Okay. Even as there shall be false teachers among you. Now, now he tells you exactly what they're going to teach. This is why I like the scriptures. He's going, they're going to teach. They're going to say this. Who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. What's a damnable heresy? What's a damnable heresy? That's the word of God. A damnable heresy is, is, is basically teaching that Jesus Christ did not die 
for your sins. Okay? The, the, the damnable heresy would be saying that Jesus Christ is not the Son of God. A damnable heresy would say Jesus didn't rise from the grave. And that's being taught. A damnable heresy would say you can get to heaven on your own terms. A damnable heresy would say that all roads lead to heaven. Okay? A damnable heresies. A lot of them, a lot of them going on today. Today. Listen, not only should we be ready in 2022, I, I, I believe we should we should have a, a desire to read and study the word of God. Think about that. Ask yourself, this is an honest question. How's your Bible study? Mm-hmm. How's your Bible study? How's your reading of the Bible? How's your daily devotions? How's your prayer life? How about that? How about that? James writing to his church and preaching to his church. This is, this is a challenge. And I think the first of the year service should be a challenge to, to the people. James, James writing to his church, he says this. I think this is this is where we at. I I I go to the gym and 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 I see people just on their phone the whole time, on their phone the whole time. I mean, they they're not even getting their workout in. They just just texting on the phone and laughing and talking on the phone. And and I think that's troubling in a lot of ways because I think it gets in the way of us studying the Word of God. Okay, the Bible says, turn off the phones, turn off TV, turn off TikTok. Turn off that stuff. Somebody say, well, but the Bible wasn't even written when, when, when TikTok and all. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Okay. Okay. James 121 says, wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word. Watch this. Which is able to save your souls. Okay? See, see, if you're going to be saved, and if you want your soul saved, you got to lay aside some stuff. Mm. Yeah. You got to lay aside some stuff. You got to lay aside some folks. You got to lay aside some relationships. You got to lay aside some of the toys and some of the stuff that we could get caught up in. You got to lay aside some stuff. If you want to grow, if you want to grow spiritually, and you should. What saint, what child of God doesn't want to grow spiritually? Peter, Peter writing to, to the, his people in, in chapter 1 of, 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 of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, he says the same thing that James says. He says, wherefore, laying aside, laying aside, all malice and guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking. And then he says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word. Why, Peter? That ye may grow. We should be wanting to grow. No, uh, uh, and if you if you serious about being a child of God, you serious about the hope of heaven. You ought to be serious about growing, 
growing. You know, you, you know it, the Bible says if the righteous scarcely, scarcely make it into heaven, what hope do the unbeliever have? Now, let me, let me say a little bit about that verse. You got to be strong then to get to heaven. Because it will be easy to quit if you want, if, it, if you know before the race starts that it's, it, anybody that make it in scarcely going to get in. How strong do you have to be to get in? You know, I'm going to go to this one gym and they constantly run that one game, you know, where it's like a, I forget the name of it, but they got the balls circling around and, and you walk through and they punching out the holes. I forget the name of it, but they constantly run that. And, you know, and you're trying to get to the end of the race and you got to jump over these balls. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That's sort of like the road to heaven. You're going to get punched in the mouth. You're going to get hit in the stomach. I mean, you're you, you going to fall over and into some muddy water. I mean, but every one of them folks, they get back up and they try and work it. And then they, why do they make it? And they up on the platform and they going, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's life. That's life. I've been punched in the mouth. I've been beat up. Sometimes I'm be putting a sermon together and I'm sitting here like, Lord, is this what you want me to preach? You just tell me. The Spirit say, preach it. Okay. Then I, but I'm not doing all of it. It's not about you. I'm struggling in this, some of the same things you're asking me to preach. And I ain't asking you to preach about you. I'm going to preach the word. Amen. Study the word of God. Read the Bible. Why? Because it protects us from drifting away. How, how, how many folks you know have, have drifted away? I think COVID has caused folks to drift away. Hey, right, listen. Hey, you want to use the pastor as your excuse? That's fine. That's fine. But it ain't about the pastor. The pastor cannot cause you to drift away if you got the real thing. Okay? Amen. You can sit here and blame it on whatever. But the fact that you have drifted away is on you. And when you stand before the Lord, he said, listen, you drifted away. You want anchored. You want tied. Well, it was the pastor's fault. Well, listen, I'm already in. Amen. <laughs> ain't about the pastor. Watch. Therefore, the writer of Hebrews, chapter 2, verse 1. I like this. Watch this. Because it's talking about read your Bible. So reading the Bible, studying the Bible, asking questions about the Bible. Y'all know how we study. I got to ask a question about this Bible. What are you talking about, Pastor? And we be going at it. I got to get the juice out of this. This is important. Because if I don't understand this verse, I might drift away. Amen. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, the things of God, the things of the word of God, the word of truth. Why? Because if we don't give earnest heed to the word of God, watch what he says. Lest at any time, at any time. Okay? We should let them slip. Let me tell you something. You sit home all day. And churches is closing down and pastors is closing down. They have one, two days, two Sundays a week and two Sundays a month. Let me tell you something. Watching Jeopardy every day. 
watching Jeopardy every day and watching old westerns and Bonanza and Hallmark channels ain't going to save you. Okay? We have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to take the more earnest heed lest at any time we should slip away for it. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. Okay. The next verse is important. Very important. How shall we escape? Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard it. How should we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? And you know, tell you something. Jesus died on the cross and being buried and rose again. The greatest act of love ever known to man. So we don't want to be like the drifters. We don't want to be drifting away. And folks are drifting away. I used to like the drifters. Y'all, y'all, y'all remember the drifters? Some of y'all old enough to remember this magic moment. See, the drifters sang some beautiful songs. But we don't want to be drifters. Amen. We don't want to be drifters. We want to line up, we want to open up them scriptures, and we want to plead with the Lord. Lord, give me an understanding of this great, so great a salvation. Give me an understanding of your mercy. Give me an understanding what it means to truly repent. Give me an understanding what it means to be truly redeemed. Give me an understanding of what it means to be saved by grace through faith and not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. Amen. Think about that. Think about that. Listen, I don't know. I don't know where. And, and, and when I talk, I talk to, to the church that I'm preaching to. I'm talking to folks that hear it on Facebook, that hear it on Sermon Audio. But your preacher got to be preaching the Bible. I mean, there are places, there's platforms for folks to preach their agendas. But when they stand in the, in the house of God, God demands that the gospel of Jesus Christ and him crucified be preached. Paul said, I was determined. I was determined not to preach anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. We ought to be praying that God will give us a spirit to appreciate and and embrace the scriptures and the doctrines of the word of God. It is where we find peace. It is where we find peace. I sit here, I talk to people, and they got no peace. I'm like, no peace. Mm-hmm. No peace. Let me tell you. Let me, let me scripture you up. Amen. I want some peace. Because we want some peace. I know I want some peace. Paul writing to the Philippians in, in Philippians 4. He, he's writing to them, and he says this in verse number 6. And he says, be careful for nothing. Okay? But in everything... By prayer and supplications with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Amen. Let me, let me slow down and read it in slow motion. Mm-hmm. 
Be careful for nothing. Don't worry about nothing. Stop worrying about everything. You can't worry about everything and then ask the man of God or the woman of God to pray for you. If you're going to worry, don't pray. And if you're going to pray, don't worry. But let everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Watch this now. Let your request be made known unto God. Not gossiping Betty. Okay? No, no, you can't tell Gospel Betty all everything because she can't do nothing about your problems. Amen. Okay? Amen. You can't talk to Lion Louie. I'm making this up as I go. Lion Louie. You're going to hit Lion Louie. I got problems. Little Lion Louie got problems. Amen. Gospel Betty, I got some issues. Gospel Betty got some issues. She's not going to tell you what the Word of God says. She's going to tell you what Lion Betty says. Well, you know, this is what I heard on Dr. Phil. I don't hear Dr. Phil quoting scriptures. I don't see a Bible sitting on his, on his TV show. Okay, Dr. Phil's telling you psychology and philosophy. Okay, let your request be made known unto God. That word known means let, say them in a way that God understands them. Amen. Talk to God about your problems. Now, let me run four, six and seven together, and then I'm going to let it go. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. See, 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 once you put that prayer up, thank God for it. You ain't got to wait for an answer. Thank God for it because he's going to answer it. Amen. Let your request be made known unto God. Watch this now. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the peace of God. How about that? That's what we want. Which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds. How? Through Christ Jesus. My Lord. 2020, 2022. Stop missing church. Stop missing Bible studies. Stop making excuses. Stop, be, I don't want to get serious about this. Mm-hmm. And if God is, if you're serious about God, God is serious about church. Amen. Don't listen to them folks. Well, if you're the church, you don't got to go to church. See, see, those are them folks. Mockers. God mockers. Jesus Christ died for the church. He shed his blood for the church. <coughs> Excuse me again. Listen to what he says in Hebrews 10.24. I used to have some water here back in the day, but okay, that's 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 another story. You know, watch this though, Hebrews 10 24. And let us consider one another. Think about that. See, if you think about that next time you skip Wednesday night Bible study. Let us consider one another. Watch this now. Come as you think about that next time you skip Sunday school. I don't care. I ain't that kind of pastor that care about y'all's feelings. And, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. See, see, it's all good. It's all good. Because there's seats that folks are supposed to be in. Okay, there's seats that people are supposed to be in that, that provoke us unto love and Good works. Thank you, dear. Okay, so 
Here's where it gets good. Verse 25 of Hebrews 10. When somebody say, my church ain't that important. And you know, our church ain't open for two Sundays a month. Our church is closed. And t- we, we, just, we just get on Zoom. Zoom ain't in the Bible. Amen. Okay? Zoom ain't in the Bible. Here's what's in the Bible. I don't know where this is going. But when I stand on the word, I, I can let it fly. Here's what the scripture says. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some who say church ain't important. I watch it on Zoom. Okay? <clears throat> but exhorting one another. Here's that word exhorting. You know what that word exhorting means? Cheering one another on. Cheering one another on. Glad to see you in church. Glad you can make it because, you know what? I was thinking about not coming myself. And now I'm here and I'm, I'm here for you. And we are learning together. The Bible said where two or more are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst. Think about Amen. that. Amen. Think about that. Think about that. Watch. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Tell, see, tell your preacher that. Pastor, I understand COVID and everything, but Walmart open. Yes, it is. All the time. Okay. Applebee's open. Yeah. Last time I rode by Olive Garden, it, 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 the parking lot was full and folks were waiting outside. You know, COVID ain't just for the church. Okay. Amen. And most of these churches got room enough where you can social social distance three times. <laughs> Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some. Watch this. But exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And if you can't see the day approaching in these days we live in, you blind as a bat. Okay, if you can't see that this thing is coming to a close right now in all that we're going through with all the political unrest and what's going on in, in, our, in Ukraine and China and Russia. If you don't see the day approaching and your need to be in the house of God, hearing the scriptures of God, you are a hot mess. Amen. You are a hot mess. Listen. I'm closing. I'm closing. I'm closing. Where I'm at. Listen. As we get to this next verse. Okay. Paul is talking about growing. Growing. And he's not suggesting this. These are these are commands. The Bible, I, I said earlier, it's about 1,550 commands. The Bible is full of commands. It's not full of suggestions. And these, are, these commands are for the people of God. Okay? There's things that we talk to our children. We, these are just, I'm not suggesting that you leave my stuff alone. Okay? There's things that we tell our children, they, you know, listen, it's not a suggestion. I'm not suggesting, my father wasn't one of suggestions. I just I keep it personal. He was about commands, okay. And when he said "come home" before the street lights came on, that wasn't suggested. He did not say, you know, if 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 it's okay with you, would you come home, please, Sonny? Why, when the street lights come on, 
Okay. We was home when the street lights came on. And we was blessed because God put a street light right in our driveway. Right at the end of our driveway was a street light. So we had no excuse. So when that street light came on, guess what? We was all in that driveway at least. Amen. Okay? So so when God here is talking to the people of God, he's not, he not suggesting that we grow. He's commanding that we grow. As children of God, we, we will be without excuse. He says this in 2 Peter 3.18. He says, but grow in grace. That's not a suggestion. Amen. He didn't say you should grow in grace. You should think about growing in grace. You should think about going to Bible study. You should think about reading your Bible. You should think about doing daily devotions. He said, but grow in grace. And growing is difficult. I'm not sitting here saying, well, you know, it's, it's not, it's just not something that he's saying is going to be easy. Growing is difficult. Growing a business is difficult. Amen. Growing a family is difficult. Growing a marriage is difficult. Growth is difficult. It takes determination to grow in anything that's going to turn out good. Okay. But grow in grace. Meaning you read your Bible when you don't feel like it. Sometimes you got to pray when you don't feel like it. Sometimes you got to study when you don't feel like it. Growing grace, that's a farming word. Some of us who was raised on a farm, Margaret could tell us some farming story. Let me tell you something. You had to feed them chickens. Okay? You had to feed them pigs. Why well, don't I feel like feeding them? You can't say, I don't feel like feeding the pigs for a week because your livelihood was based on them pigs growing and them chickens being fed and them cows being milked. But growing grace and your salvation it needs to be nurtured and it needs to grow. You can't, you can't have the same salvation that you had in 2021 and 2022. It should grow. It should grow. But grow in grace. Here we go. How? And in knowledge. Grow in grace and in knowledge of who? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You ought to know more about him. You ought to know more about him this year than you did last year. Okay? Let's grow. Let's grow. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. How? Through the knowledge of God and the Jesus in Jesus Christ. So, so as we as we sit here and, and, and look at this, and we look at our 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 our, our year ahead, we don't want to be growing. We want to be ready. We don't want to be led astray. We want to be steadfast and unmovable. We want to, we want to, we want to be ready when the Lord comes. Okay? We want to be ready. As I close, and don't believe me, I got more than, more than I need. Okay? Let me just finish. Because I've been talking about growing, and I think growing is important. I think growing is important. In 2 Peter 1, 5, <clears throat> excuse me, he says, let's grow. He says, let's grow, church. He says, besides this, here's how we grow. It's grown by addition. He said, give all diligence. Add to your faith virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, Patience and to patience, godliness and to godliness, brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness, love. Then he says, 
For if these things be in you and abound, and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's close. Let's close. Let's close. I want you to see everybody grow, get stronger in the word, not to be led astray. Reading the Bibles, praying, praying without ceasing, looking around, seeing a need, seeing a seeing an issue, praying for it and being able to pray for our loved ones, being able to talk to them about the things of God. You can't do that unless you're growing in godliness. Imagine telling someone about the Lord, how much you love the Lord. and You haven't been to church in a year and a half. Imagine you telling someone how what a mighty God we serve and you scared to go to church and you scared to lead a house as a child of God. Imagine, imagine the preacher saying, well, we're going to close because we scared of dying when dying should be our crowning glory. We should be, we should, I'm not saying we ought to be suicidal. Don't take me wrong, but dying should be one of the most anticipated events in the believer's life because we go to heaven. Amen. We go to heaven and we go to be with the, the Lord for all eternity. The last thing we ought to fear as Christians is dying. But I talk to so many Christians, they're so scared of dying. I wonder if they believe in heaven. I wonder if they believe in heaven. And they tell me, well, you know, you, you, I, I'm not scared of dying. It's the last thing on my mind. That don't mean I'm going to be running red lights and all that. It means that I'm looking forward to the day because I have some questions. I need to see them sailors. <laughs> Amen. Precious Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for another year, Father God, where we can give you glory and where we can say, Lord, we love you and we we thank you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy and your love and your kindness and your peace and your joy. And we want to just share it this year. We want to tell we want to tell a lost world about Jesus. We want to tell the lost world about the importance of salvation and being redeemed and being delivered and repentance and hope. Lord, help us. Give us your strength so that we can be faithful, faithful to the end, Father God. And when we start counting up the victories, Father God, our number one victory is to know that you have victory over life and death. And we, as your sons and daughters, share in that victory. Father God, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.